Welcome to Happy Hour. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Sean Campbell, Adam Harehawk, your local alternative, South State Radio. Drew apparently joining us eventually. We'll burn that bridge when we get to it. He's got whiskey to try at some Well, actually, I brought the whiskey to try. Yeah, I was going to say. All that fun stuff coming up. I love it when you go to Indiana. I know you do. You, you were really big on that Hershey's chocolate porter I brought back yesterday. Oh, yeah. I haven't brushed my teeth. Because I just want to be able to taste it again. Sure, that's the reason you haven't brushed your teeth. <laughs> we'll go with that. Sure, sure, sure. We've got a lot of stuff to get to today, though. I Hockey do... season starts today. Tonight. Yes. And yes, we will yes. do our predictions, of course, coming up. We'll also get into uh, some bold-ass predictions from uh, other sources. And as the hockey elite on this radio show, Adam, I'm going to need to put you to the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to the test on some of these, run these by you and see what you think about. The elite now. Oh, wow. Okay. We're, we're going to see if you can, uh, what you make of these bold ass predictions All being right. put out by people who, um, you know, get paid to do these things for a living. Yep. Those crazy people. So we'll do that, we'll lay our predictions down, and we'll drink whiskey. It'll be a good time. Fun, fun will be had by all. It's happy hour at Solid State Radio. Big Rocky, your local alternative, Solid State Radio. What's going on? It is happy hour. He's Adam Harahuck. I'm Sean Cantwell. So the Connor Bedard era begins today. Oh, does it? Where were you when Connor Bedard started his NHL career? Well, I mean, I no, it hasn't started yet. You know, where was I when Nail Yakupov started his career? And I'm pretty sure no one asked that about Nail Yakupov. <laughs> Literally nobody. <laughs> There's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever happened to him? Uh, I think he's rotten the KHL. Away. Yeah, he's wait, rotten away in the KHL. Happens sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, we got a nice little triple header to start things tonight. Uh, I know we've got, well, the aforementioned Connor Bedard and the Chicago Blackhawks tonight against Pittsburgh at 8 o'clock. I can't believe I'm I'm saying this, but you know, go Pens. Uh, Preds and Lightning <laughs> kicking things off at five thirty. Yeah, that one's a little weird. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah, I will too. Like it, like it lines up so there will be just like eight straight hours of hockey, but still. And then tonight, the matchup we all really want to see: the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights at ten thirty, and that should actually be a pretty good matchup. Seattle last year, they were kind of poised to be. Not contenders, but spoilers. You know, they're going to ruin uh, a winning streak. They're not going for the Stanley Cup, but they're going to really be a, a, a burr in your saddle, so to speak. Yeah. So, I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, they're they are at least good enough, I think, to potentially make a playoff spot. But you know, don't want to spoil the the uh, the predictions, which we'll do. What say we do that coming up next? Let's do that. All right, it's happy hour. It's Solid State Radio. It's the ground. Brand new stuff from Blink-182. It's one more time. Your local alternative is Solid State Radio. It is happy hour. What's going on? He's Adam Harahuck. I'm Sean Cantwell. He's so excited over there, by the way. You have no idea. Like, this man, like, he's, he's like, scratching right now. Y- y'all got oh, yeah. any of that hockey? Oh, yeah. I, I'm excited. I mean, I'm excited. I, uh, then let's, the Wings don't play until Thursday. Thursday. The home opener is on Saturday. But, you know, any hockey is good hockey at this point. It's true, and we get to face the lightning pretty early on. Yeah, they're in our division, so we we see them a lot, which which is good. I don't want to be one of those people. Oh, I wish every every team in our division was garbage, because in that way it'd be easier for the Wings. I don't want it, things to be easy. I want the Wings to 
earn it outright. I wouldn't mind things being easy for the Red Wings. I mean, well, a few things. I mean, I kind of okay. Toronto and, and Tampa, go ahead and be good. Uh, Boston, Ottawa, Buffalo. You guys just go ahead and be absolute garbage, and then you know. I think that's acceptable. Yeah, I think that's uh, well within our reach. But I, I want these young kids to feel that competition. I want them to really. Oh uh, sure. Work uh, work that out. So. And I, and I feel like they will. So, with all that being said, I apparently have completely lost all of last year's like hockey bold ass <laughs> predictions. I thought I had them, and I ended up being very wrong about that. Oh, wow! <laughs> I'm, I'm Which, looking at you flip through the, the notebook that we've had for quite a long time. A lot of picks, a lot of football picks. Oh yeah, as one would expect, really. Which I believe I won the picks last week, but we'll we'll. we'll I honestly take, don't know. We'll take my victory lap uh, later on today when Drew Drew gets in the building. That's fair. But in the meantime, we'll, we have some business to take care of. We got some predictions to make. Okay. Bold-ass predictions even. Well, I guess we'll save that for later. But in the meantime, we definitely have to predict this season in the NHL. Sure. Maestro, the music, please. Oh, yeah. It's that sweet, sweet hockey night in Canada music. <laughs> As it should be. Hey, kids. Don Cherry here. Yes, I dress in the dark. That's why my jagger looks like this. <laughs> A man who has really very strong feelings about the whitest of all white people, really. <laughs> the man who taught me you can actually be racist against other white people. <laughs> yeah. Yes, folks. Uh, we don't know why he's yelling either. He's just, just put him in a home. <laughs> Like the uncle we stopped inviting to Christmas dinner, or just told him that we don't do Christmas dinner anymore. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. But well, we'll send you a Christmas card, and you just have a great holiday season, there, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let for real. Let's go ahead and dive into this. So, do we want to pick our our uh, division winners, playoffs, all that fun stuff? Yeah, division first. winners, uh, and then we can we can talk about. Who comes out of the East? Who comes out of the West? And then who gets to lift Lord Stanley's Cup? All right. So, out of the Atlantic. So, the rules are: you'll have to, to refresh my memory here. It's there's three, um, three teams out of each conference plus two, or out of each division plus two wild cards. Correct. All right. So we'll one, start two, with and the three uh, in each division. They're in, and then uh, yeah, the top points in that division plays the last. The second wild card spot, and the team with the second or or uh, the next division leader would play the the second. Spot. Correct. Yeah. So let's go ahead and start with the Atlantic then, because why not? Uh, yeah. I don't think Florida is going to be. A lot of people say Florida is going to be right back in the mix. I disagree. I think they're going to miss the playoffs. Ooh. Bold uh, I, I think Tampa is, especially with Vasilevsky out for two months. I, this gives me a rough taste in my mouth, and it's not the uh, chalada I'm drinking. Although that is pretty terrible, too. Uh, Toronto. Toronto's coming out of the Atlantic. All right, so lay those down in order for me from division winner in that order. Oh, really? We're doing that? Okay. Yes. Toronto, Tampa, Detroit. Detroit's the third team in out of the Atlantic. You heard you are me. You were a bold, bold you man. You heard me. 
It's only because only because I think Florida, Montreal, Ottawa are going to be trash. I think Detroit's going to sneak in just over Buffalo. Oh, and Boston's going to also be a, a questionable trash. Well, I obviously I'm going to agree that Tampa. Actually, I think Tampa Bay is the first in if if they manage to hold to tread water with uh, Vasilevsky being out for the first two months of the season. Well, I mean, we don't even know who their backup is. Or we we went over their names, but no one that we've ever yeah, heard of. It's, but there's yeah. enough firepower and defense elsewhere that I don't think. I don't I, think they're going to be out of the out of the uh, the mix. I put them in no, number they're two, not. but Tampa is definitely going. Uh, they're going to ha- they're going to have an uphill battle at least at least through October or November. I think that's entirely fair. But that said, I'm going Tampa Bay, Toronto, of course. I do think Tampa still wins the Atlantic. And do I really think I'm going to say Boston's not going to make it in? I do. I'm sorry, Buffalo. Buffalo is going to be your third team in in the oh. division. Come on, you you know that. Well, we'll we'll no, get to that part in a minute. Thompson and yeah, they. I mean, they have a they have a strong team. They, they really do. do. The Metropolitan Division. Adam, lay it on me. Metropolitan Division. Your number one leader is the bunch of jerks. Carolina Hurricanes. Number two, New Jersey. And uh, the blue shirts, New York Rangers. I actually have two of those reversed. I have the the Devils winning the division and then probably losing in the first round. The bunch <laughs> of jerks after that. And for my third pick, I mean, it's hard to, to argue against the Rangers, but then here's the guy who's going to try and do it. You know what? I'm picking the Penguins to make one more run. Oh, you're out of your mind. I am out of my mind. But when's that ever stopped me before? <laughs> this is like their last shot with the, with the, you know, getting the band, keeping the band together. Uh, yeah, that could be very, uh, that's, uh, that makes sense to me. All right, and then who's your two teams out of the wild card for the East? Um, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Buffalo and Pittsburgh. And I am going to have to pick here. Obviously the Red Wings. Yes, obviously the Red Wings. Kind of goes without saying, doesn't it? And then I think the Blue Shirts are my other one. Okay. Up next, we move on to the Western Conference. Who's your teams in the Central, Adam? Uh, none of them. They all fail. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> the Colorado Avalanche. It is going to be Colorado 1. Dallas two, Minnesota three. I think you're absolutely right. Colorado is going to take that division. It is their division for the taking at this point. I mean, it's it's a very we were talking we were laughing about weak divisions. This is a very weak division. Arizona, Chicago, Nashville, St. Louis, and Winnipeg. Even though they just signed everybody to a twenty year deal, uh, Winnipeg's. Questionable. The thing is, I don't, and I feel like honestly, there wouldn't be three teams that make it out of this division if uh, it, it weren't set up for it to be that way. Right. Colorado and Dallas are my two. Okay. I'm going with Kevin Dark Horse for the third one. I'm going the Jets. Okay. All right. On to the Pacific, where we all know that the winner of 
the uh, <laughs> the yeah. winner of this damn thing is going to probably come out of. Yep. Number one, Vegas Golden Knights. The defending Stanley Cup champions, Vegas Golden Knights. Can't really argue against them. Uh, number two, Los Angeles Kings. Really? Yep. You've got a lot more faith in that squad than... Uh... They have been tenacious. Last couple seasons, uh, they're... They are very much like the B-roll players that all kind of band together. Uh, and they still have some of the, those big names that very much like what we were talking with Pittsburgh. Probably looking, okay, this is my last chance. Fair. Let, let's get this going. Number three, Edmonton. Okay, Vegas definitely makes it in. Vegas is the, the division winner, absolutely. I don't think there's much argument there. Then Edmonton probably finishes second. And I've got Seattle's my third. I think they're going to surprise a lot of people again this year. They weren't expected to do much last year, and look how much fight they had in them then. They knocked off the defending Stanley Cup champions. I can't argue with that. And they really haven't had any major losses. The goaltending is the questionable part there, because between Martin Jones and uh, and uh, Philip Grubauer, like, yeah, you had some questionable stretches, except Grubauer showed up to play against Colorado. Yes, yes, so, he did. So there's trade me, will you? I'll show you. So your Western uh, Conference wild cards, uh, Seattle and the Peg. Well, I guess for me, I gotta say uh, it's not gonna be anyone out of the Central. I honestly, say I don't think that'll be the case. I, I don't think it's gonna be any of the California teams either. San Jose and Anaheim are gonna be terrible this season. Oh yeah. I think you know who I think could actually. Yo. Make it in there. Calgary. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I may be out of my damn mind. I think they sneak in. I think you're drinking so, too much of that whiskey you picked up from Indiana. Maybe a bit. Wouldn't be the first time. Won't be the last. And then I think Minnesota's my other one. Okay. So from there, do we do Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals? We'll start with the Eastern Conference. Uh, Eastern Conference Finals. It is going to be the bunch of jerks and uh, Tampa. Who's winning? The bunch of jerks. Oh my God, that would that would be something if that actually happened. They're they've been circling around that for quite a few seasons. I, I think it's I think they're due. It would seem that way. Like they've they've been just good enough. But have never really quite gotten over that hump. Nope. And they have lost a lot of key players, but they keep seeming to be, uh, they draft well. They draft really, really well. They do. They they always do. Like, they they manage to keep the coffer stock pretty well is there. That, uh, is that where Rod Brendamore is? Or is yes. That, uh, okay. Well, then who's over at Seattle? Is that uh, another guy from the 06 Carolina team? Not Brendamore. Uh, oh, Ryan Hextall? No, no, no. Who that. was it? Ron, like, no, Ron. Something. Yeah, I can't. Number ten. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking I'll, Dave Hextall. I'll, I'll figure this out. This is not interesting for the radio. Somebody's screaming right now. Yeah, I would have to say it's Carolina over Jersey. Oh, that's not bad. Honestly, Tampa Bay. And while I do think they are going to keep the playoff streak alive and all that, they. Uh, you know, Father Time's undefeated, man. Like, that team can't keep rolling for as long as they have. Like, 
And the salary cap's undefeated, too, unfortunately. Yeah, Father Time's like, yeah, scoreboard! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you thought I was going to just let Brady keep going? No. Um, So, Western Conference Finals. Uh, Western Conference Finals. Okay, it is going to be... God, I hate saying this. I'm just going to mumble the roll Lynch. Um, and Vegas Golden Knights. You got Colorado winning? Yep. I've got the opposite. I got Vegas beating Colorado in the Western Conference Finals. You've got them going back to back, don't you? I do have them going back to back. Yeah, you're Here up. you go. You're out of your damn mind. Vegas is going to win their second Stanley Cup. And end the end the Stanley Cup drought. That, Stanley, the, the, the long twelve month Stanley Cup drought in the desert. <laughs> That's only because the Gambino family <laughs> demanded it. <laughs> you were really sold on this. The fix being in here, and aren't the you? Being the Gambino family. <laughs> Vegas is gonna win. <laughs> Uh, all right, so <laughs> Don, Don Don Cherry. It was like Don Don Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> what I do to deserve such disrespect? <laughs> he dresses like a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> so who's your who's your Stanley Cup winner? <laughs> Colorado Avalanche. Oh, it pains me to say it, but yeah, pains me even more for you to say it. Yeah, Avs are gonna win it. Because I mean, they they were able to win it without Landis Cog. I think if he's healthy, uh, it was two years ago. I think they won it w- without Landis Cog. If he's healthy, that's and they got Cal McCarr. They got uh, uh, uh who they oh Thomas Tatar. That's going to be the big one. Oh, Thomas Tatar. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, I think it's going to be the Colorado Avalanche. But. Important to note that we are both picking the Red Wings to break their drought, their playoff drought this season. That we are. Want want to do some awards real quick? Hand out some early trophies. Oh God, this is oh, real quick. Yeah, we can do that. All right, the Hart Trophy. McDavid is a plus one twenty five favorite. McKinnon is at a plus eight fifty odds to win. Drysidle and Kachuk at plus one thousand. Matthews and Pasta at plus twelve hundred. Austin Matthews with his Gomez Adams mustache and all. It would be too obvious, wouldn't it, to say McDavid? So I'm not going to. I'm taking McKinnon. Okay. Because Drysdale is going to get too many points in his own right. Like I don't, I don't see him. uh... I mean, McKinnon is definitely like I feel like he's more valuable to that team than anyone. By a long shot, I mean you can make an argument from a car certainly, but yeah. David and Drysidle, like it, it's one and one A, man. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, it's just a really tough team. That's why I had them pick. Excuse me, pick them go all the way. They're not giving me odds for the Rocket Richard Trophy though. Well, that's going to be McDavid. I think that's fair. And I'm, I'm going to take Matthews on this one. Uh, that's that's a good safe bet. Vesna Trophy. Ilya Sorokin leads the odds at a plus 500. UC Soros at a plus 600, tied with Igor Shesterkin. Hellbuck at 650. Vasilevsky at plus 800, which if he wins despite missing the first two months of the season, There's no way. that's damn impressive. Uh, d- uh, yeah. Uh, what's the odds on him? 800? Yes. Oh, jeez. No. Uh, I've got to go... 
<laughs> Shesterkin? Yeah, put me down for Shesterkin. That's fair. That said, you know what? Hellebuck's going to be the reason Winnipeg makes the playoffs this year. Gimme Connor Hellebuck. You are hella I mean, crazy. They, they just signed him to that seven-year deal. <laughs> Almost a Rick DiPietro kind of deal. Right? <laughs> he's how old? Old enough. Old enough for seven years. I mean, like he's going to be like cheese and rice, man. Yeah, he's going to be like a million years old by the time this contract actually comes to <laughs> <or> that. <laughs> okay, those seven-year contracts, how many have you ever seen, first of all, run out that entire year of the contract without being bought out, and people go, wow, that was a great contract. I'm glad we did that. <laughs> Never. Just ask Tigers fans about the Miguel Cabrera contract. Uh, yes. The Norris Trophy. Your favorite, Kale McCarr, plus 225. Adam Fox, plus 600. Quinn Hughes and Rasmus Dahlin at plus 1,000. And Miro Heiskanen at plus eleven hundred. Adam, oh, I don't like any and you of can, those you can names. You can run off the board on those uh, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm just like, trying to think of a another defenseman that's not one of those. I'll lock in mine right now. Kale McCarr, like he's going to be if 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 that team actually steps up and does what they need to do this yep. season, it's going to be very much on the backs of McCarr and McKinnon. Give me McCarr all day long. I think if the Red Wings make the playoffs, and I believe they will, their defense is really going to uh, have to show up. I'm going Homer on this one. Give me Mo Sider. Mo Sider. Mo Moritz Sider. Is Sider even listed in the odds on this thing? I told you I went off board there. I went off the. I'm in a whole nother uh, time <laughs> timeline. I'm I'm gonna look into that during the break. Yeah. Um. In the meantime, he's a plus five thousand. Damn. Right. <laughs> the. Oh, they don't give me odds for the Calder Trophy either. Well, see, a lot of people are gonna say Connor Bedard has that sewn up, but you know what? Adam Fratelli. Put me down for at, if I'm even saying his name right. Fratelli from uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Michigan boy, U of M. Gotta love that. All right. Um, and while I, I am certainly inclined to just lay this thing on Bedard right now because, of course, because, you know, that's the, that's the seemingly obvious bet. You know what? I'm going off board, too. Give me Luke Hughes. At plus nine fifty odds, Luke Hughes. Fantilli's at plus twelve hundred. By the way, wasn't he? Didn't he act on Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero? No, you're <laughs> thinking Corey Perry. Oh, oh, right. They're all named Corey from it's the nineties. I love that their odds for Art Ross Trophy are basically Connor McDavid versus the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and honestly, it's kind of hard to go against it. Honestly, I don't no. want to pick it because they're probably right. It is it is going to be McDavid. Almost assuredly, I'm still looking to find the site. Oh, cider is listed at plus three thousand odds. By the way. Oh God, <laughs> that's all right. I, I, a card laid is a card played. Hey, can't uh, can't really take it away from you. And uh, the odds on the Richard, I did find. Well, what that need, means is I gotta uh, call Vegas and put some put like ten bucks on it. Right. So uh, McDavid's at plus two hundred odds for the Richard. Matthews is a plus three hundred. So what do we have for uh, what? Oh, oh, the Jack, uh, the Selkie Trophy. Selkie, uh, I'll, I'll no, I'm normally the knee-jerk reaction would be a Patrice Bergeron, but he gone. 
The, uh, the favorite is Nico Heeshear at a plus 470, with Barkov and Mitch Marner at a plus 1,000, Joel Erickson Eck at plus 1,500, as well as Elias Pettersson and Anthony Sorelli. Give me, oh, and Anze Kopitar. I'll give me Mitch Marner. I, I, I got to go with Barkov, I think. It, it, I don't know how much it's going to help, considering Florida's not going to make the playoffs, but... My dog and the neighbor's dog was having a Barkov. Ha! Ha! What you did there. Huh. That was terrible. Yeah. The Jack Adams Award for the best coach in regular season. Oh. The, the favorite is Rod Brindamore from The Bunch of Jerks at, with plus 950 odds. Actually, a three-way tie with him, Jared Bednar of the Avs, and Lindy Ruff of the Devils, I believe. Listen, if, the, if John Cooper is able to keep the Bolts in contention, losing their star goaltender for two months... I'll put John Cooper on there. Cooper's at plus 1,500 odds. Tied with Peter DeBoer, Todd McClellan, and Don Granado. I am going to... Uh, cause just because this team does not have a great deal of star power. They don't really have a whole lot of like particularly big names, but they they work so well as a team, and like you said, we've got I've got them in the Eastern Conference Finals. Give me Lindy Roth. That, that's a good one. I, I forgot about old Ruffster. And I believe that that's your that's your odds. That's all your major awards. That's your picks. Well, okay. Well, uh, who scores more? I think we talked about this uh, yesterday. Who scores more goals, Bedard or Fatelli? Not points, but goals. More goals. I feel they're both like garbage teams, so they're going to be pat. They're going to have just as much opportunity to get that puck. That that is very true. I I am guessing though, it's gonna be Fantilli because Columbus has literally nothing around him. Not I mean, there's like three players that are like and, and there's I don't know. I feel like Chicago has more. Like they started adding pieces around Bedard because they're under this delusion that they're making the playoffs <laughs> his first year. So I feel like he's not going to get the puck as much as Fantilli will, where they know they have nothing to lose and really nothing to gain. Right. Okay. So I'm going to say Fantilli. All right. All right, there's your odds and picks and all that good stuff. We'll we'll do some more bold-ass predictions when we come back. It is Happy Hour at your local alternative, South State Radio. Weezer at your local alternative, South State Radio. It is Happy Hour. He's Adam Harahuck. I'm Sean Cantwell. And we have one more important piece of business we got to take care of before we get into, you know, the, the fun stuff such as it is for this weekend. We have NHL bold-ass predictions. So we've got... I've I've got I've pulled from various sources, and I'm gonna get Adam the Hockey Elite Harahawks take on some of these. Oh boy! Now I got a nickname. I didn't even know that. We we just literally just made all this up. We'll do the stuff from around the league first, and th- this is uh, we'll we'll take these uh, from CBS Sports here, just the general league stuff. And I want you to tell me whether that's just how accurate. If you're buying or selling these bold-ass predictions, okay. the Boston Bruins will miss the postseason. I am buying it. I mean, they're not going to be gar- a garbage team, but it's just that division is getting stronger. Toronto, as much as we've loved laughing at Toronto. It's so much fun to do. Uh, they have really bolstered that team. 
Tyler Bertuzzi being one of them. Tampa Bay Lightning, they're not going anywhere. And with the Red Wings and the Buffalo Sabres uh, nipping at their heels, I, I think it's gonna it's gonna be a lot for the for the the Bruins. I I tend to agree. I mean, they they lost Tyler Bertuzzi to free agency. Yes. They lost David Krejci and Patrice Bergeron to retirement. They didn't really replace any of those three guys. They did not because I think they're in cap. They're in a cap hell. They've got to be close to it because I mean that you've got like the the high end. It, it's it's much the problem that we talk about with Toronto, where that team is so top heavy they can't really build much of a team around them. Nope. Like you can't really fill out much of a roster that way. But here, like. Pasta's making 11, 11 and a quarter. McAvoy's making nine and a half. Hampus Lindholm's getting six, six five. So I mean, it's not quite as bad and as top heavy, at least, as the Maple Laughs are. But in total cap space, you've got uh, about one point three mil. Then, yeah, so sh- you really don't yeah. have room to to do anything. And you would have thought with uh, uh, Bergeron's contract coming off the books. That it, or or did he retire and they after thirty five and they owe him for that? I think that count. That could be. I I'll I'll need to to look into the the, the retirement. I don't think he he would do that to them. I think I think his contract was donezo. I, he, I believe you're right. Like so. there there wasn't any money left on that deal because yeah. wasn't he going to retire? Or no, I'm thinking Krejci was going to retire and then sign like a one year deal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Bergeron was signed through. Uh, yeah, he was an unrestricted free agent this year. Okay, he was so. only. You only had a cap hit of two point five mil. What? That's insane. Wow. I mean, yeah, I know he's getting up there, but he was still one of their, the best scoring guys there. He was a captain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and now you got Ratface Marshawn as your captain. Right. The Pittsburgh Penguins will miss the playoffs again. Uh, no, I'm not buying that. We talked about it. They're gonna. There's gonna be a, a a stench of desperation with that team because you're you're about to lose Malkin at some point. Cro- what, how much? How many years does Crosby have? Four. Yeah, Maybe? he's 36. Malkin's 37. Latang's 36. Carlson's 33. You need to win now. Put do whatever. And I'm talking to the GM. The players know what they're doing. They need to get in there. And, oh, and they got what Kyle Dubas there yeah. now. So. He is going to be doing everything in his power to prove the Toronto Maple Laughs are stupid. For letting him go, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think it is playoffs or bust with that team. So No, it, no. It, it is playoffs or bust without a doubt. And I do think that Dubas is going to get them back there for at least one more run. Yep. I don't know how I don't see that run getting to the Eastern Conference Finals exactly. No, because, I mean, the Eastern Conference is just too... It's too. It's too stacked. It honestly is. The Buffalo Sabers will end their postseason drought, which we we're, we're both I uh, believe we predicted that would happen. They have such young talent, and they should with all the number one draft. Pick. Anyway, I'm sorry. Right. I'm, I'm sorry. That's still a red ass for me. Uh, I I think they are going to be a very tenacious young team, and they are going to make the playoffs. Albeit probably in a wild card spot. I, I agree. I mean, they were they only missed the postseason by a point last year, so I see no reason that they they don't take a step forward here. And if this De- Devin Levi ends up being 
the, the answer in goal, there's no reason that you can't make the playoffs. The Ottawa Senators will win a playoff series. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm buying that. I'm selling that. Selling it. Selling it. Selling I don't it. even have them making the playoffs. No. I don't believe you did either. Nope. Uh, who? I'm trying to think of who they added. They Because okay. they lost to Brinkett to us. <laughs> um, they added Dominic Kubelik. I, you know what? I Josh I, Norris is going to be back after missing almost all of last year. Don't care. You've got a young core led by Brady Kachuk and Tim Stutzla. Those are two good players. The problem is, I don't think, and this is the main reason. Okay, I forgot they also acquired Jacob uh, Chikrin. But I also don't think that the goaltending is going to hold up here. I mean, Corpusalo and Anton Forsberg, do you know who any of the, like, I mean, we, we know who the corpse is because we love making fun of them in Columbus, but do you, do you know as well as I do, that team is not, like, that goaltending tandem is not going to be enough to push that team through the Eastern Conference. It's no. just not. No, it is not. Jacob Markstrom bounces back with a Vesna caliber season. No. Uh, he was moving everybody's needle about two or three seasons, and that was it. The guy is flaming out. I don't think so. I, in fact, I think this is this is a good chunk of the reason why I predicted the Flames to make a playoff spot. He's had elite seasons in the past. He put up a two twenty two goals against the average uh, the season before last. They completely retooled that roster. You got rid of Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Hockey, and they're just starting now to find an identity post those guys. And I think I think we're finally there. I think this is the year where you actually start to see that pay off. Oh, Timo Meyer wins the Rocket Richard Trophy. Oh, I'm selling that. <laughs> <laughs> he wait, he's just so happy to be out of San Jose or wherever he was. Oh, uh, where he, was he? Yeah, he was in yeah, San Jose. Yeah, he was San Jose. He got traded to Jersey. No, there's there's no way. Like he set a new career high with 40 goals last year, and. For yeah, he he did a lot of that being the only offensive option on what was a rather offensive team. So I don't think he gets more goals necessarily in New Jersey because there are actual other good players on this roster. So no, I I too am selling that. There's your league bold ass predictions. We'll do the Red Wings stuff up next. Here's Lovejoy at Solid State Radio. Pearl Jam, your local alternative, Solid State Radio. What's going on? It is happy hour. He's Adam Harahuck. I'm Sean Cantwell. We have one more thing that we have to take care of here because, you know, it is opening day for the NHL season. I know. I'm as excited as you are. Actually, you might be more excited than any. I feel good. I'm sorry. No, that's totally a thing. So we have one more set of predictions that we have to take care of here. Let's do this thing. If we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. Maestro, the music, please. Oh, see, now, I wanted this as our, our bride and groom dance at our wedding, but Dorothy said no. Can you believe that? I I, I know. that That's unfortunate. Like, how can you not love this? <laughs> so I have a series of Red Wings bold-ass predictions for you. Sure. And again, as the hockey elite on this radio show, we'll have you lay these down. I'm looking because, like, Bleacher Report's got, like, a whole last one for every single one of these. Sure. Uh, they have Columbus Blue Jackets making a GM change, which is absolutely going to happen. Yarmo's 
definitely played his way out of town. Yeah. So Bleacher Report's bold-ass prediction is that Steve Eiserman gets fired if they miss the playoffs. No way. That's not going to happen. There, uh, no. If Chris Illich fires Steve Eiserman, he might as well just leave Michigan, never to return. He will be exiled. And he needs to hire full-time bodyguards. Yeah, like you can't afford to not win to make it to the playoffs this year, but there is no way in hell that Steve Eisman is getting fired. There's no way. Like the Illiches wouldn't do that. The bold-ass prediction from Sportsnet is that Alex DeBrinkett scores 40 goals again. Oh, it would be nice because we have not had a 40-goal scorer since Marion Hosa. And that was in back in 2009, ladies and gentlemen. So, I, yeah, I'm buying it. I'll, I'll buy it. Yeah, they, they better they better protect him because, I mean, I hate to bring this up again, but Alex DeBrinkett, he is an undersized player. This isn't the 1960s anymore where you could skate around at 5'7 and be doing okay. 5'7, you got a target on your back. Yeah, no, you definitely need some... Some muscle around you, that's for sure. I think that's one of the reasons why they picked up that Zach Austin Reese. Yeah, he's at City Grand Rapids at present, so he did clear waivers. Yep. Yep. So now we have some bold-ass predictions from The Athletic that are related to the Wings. Okay. A Red Wing scores, but it's not Alex DeBrinkett. Uh, Say that again? A a Wing scores 40 goals, but it's not Alex DeBrinkett. Then I don't know who it would be. I mean, Larkin. They seem to think it's Larkin. Apparently, a Max Bolton of the Athletic thinks that Larkin hits 40 goals. No. I don't see it. I, I think Larkin is going to be consistent. I think he's going to have a lot in the points because I think it's going to be a lot in the assist column. I think he's going to be feeding pucks to both Raymond and Debrinkit. So um, I, I could see him leading the wings at the end of the year in points, but not in goals. Speaking of Raymond, Lucas Raymond rebounds with a 65-point season. uh, Buying it. Buy it all the way. I am, too. I mean, it's hard to say who he's going to be. It it could depend to an extent on who he's on the line with because they put him with Larkin and Debrinkit. They've also put him on line two with JT Comfer. Comfer. I forgot about him. We all forget about him. But, I mean... You gotta feel like if he's on that line, he's gonna be doing most of the goal scoring. If he's not, I mean, if he's if even strength, he's on, on the line with Larkin to break it. He's definitely gonna put a, generate a healthy number of assists. I I buy this one too. Jake Wallman scores 15 goals. Uh, I like Jake Wallman. You know me. I'm on Team Wallman, but no, there's no way. I think. Uh, he'll sniff around 10, but he's not getting. He's not scoring 15. The Wings haven't had defensemen score 15 goals since Cronwall did it in the 11-12 season. Mike Green reached 14 in the uh, 2016 season, but that's I about it. I liked Mike Green. I really did. I did, too. I wonder how many, and this is off-air research for me, but I wonder how many goals, the highest goal scored by Lidstrom in a season, but... But that's that's but I guess it's gonna depend here, like who ends up getting used in the in the power play, because like Cider's obviously big on that. Looks like Jeff Petrie and Shane uh, Gossis Bear are gonna be very are gonna be Shane used. Godless Bear. They're they're probably gonna be used quite a bit in the power play, so that's probably where like 
that that's going to make the difference. Like, is he actually going to get the kind of usage that would allow for that? I don't think he is either. I am selling it. By the way, most Blitzstrom goals in a season is 20. Nice. Detroit's team save percentage stays below 900. Goaltending save percentage below 900. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm selling that. I, I think Huso, if he gets some legitimate help from Alex Lyon and J- uh, James Reimer, I think that's going to take a little bit of the pressure off of him. I, I think I think goaltending is not going to be stellar. We're not talking Vezina here. I'm not that crazy, but it is going to improve from last season. I mean, it, it, there's nowhere you can go from, but from here but up, right? No, no, you could get a lot worse. Uh, uh, Veli Huso did a lot for us last season. It was there was nobody else helping him out. Yeah, Re- Reimer, seems, Reimer seems to be your number two guy here, and I don't know if they're, they're not going to hold three goalies on the roster all season. I don't think. I uh, that would be a very expensive move, but I yeah I don't see if, it. if that's I mean Alex Lyon. I really like what I've seen from him so far as opposed to Reimer. I mean, he's a career backup. He's he's been around the league many times. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Lyon just looked. He looked a little bit more more comfortable in Florida last season. That he did. Now I'm going to say it probably stays just below 900, but it's, it improves some. Like it, it improves like a couple points at, at best from last year. Simon Edmondson is called up by Halloween and never sent back down. Uh, if if you would have said uh, Elmer Soderblom, I would have been I would have been uh, buying that all day. No, no, for some reason they are not big on Simon Edmondson. They want to be. They've given him opportunities, but the minute they can send him down, that he he's on a one-way ticket. Yeah, I think we're getting closer to the point though where he does stay up. Like, yeah, you got your your seven your veteran guys who ended up getting staying up, but you know as well as I do, injuries happen in this league. Someone's gonna go down. Someone will probably go down for the better part of a season. Yep. And Evanson will come up. He'll get his chance to prove that he deserves the spot, and he will ultimately, I think secure that spot and never look back. I hope so. I want to see more from this kid. Lucas Raymond scores a hat trick in a global series game. No. They're playing in his native Sweden on uh, the 16th and 17th of November. Uh, I, that is so random, but I'm selling it. That, that is random as hell, and I don't think I believe it either. The Red Wings will have a better combined record against Toronto, Boston, and Tampa Bay... Then against Ottawa, Buffalo, and Montreal. Draw that up for me again? What? A better combined record against Toronto, Boston, and Tampa Bay than they do against Ottawa, Buffalo, and Montreal. Combined They struggled quite a bit against Buffalo and Ottawa last year. Yes, they did. Yeah. But they somehow split with Tampa Bay and Toronto and won the season series against the Bruins. Uh, I'm buying it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy this. This team seems to have, they, they, they can always match up pretty well with Toronto and Tampa Bay, and they have Boston's number most of the time. Yeah. Ottawa, well, the, the loss to Ottawa, the, the back-to-back losses to Ottawa are what basically sealed your fate last year. Yeah. And I don't, I think Buffalo's gonna give them a hard time too. Buffalo has been some cheeky little bastards. They, they really have. They really truly if I, have. If I'm a Buffalo Sabres fan, I'm, I'm getting excited for this, but. Yeah, uh, no, I can see it. The Wings last year they played to their competition. When they played a, a, a less than stellar team, they played less than stellarly. Is that a word? 
I think I just made it up. Um, Sounds good to me. But when they when they would play against a powerhouse like Boston, Tampa, Toronto, they were they they brought it. No, they absolutely did. All right, couple more. The Senators become the Red Wings' next big rival. I'm selling that. Nobody cares. No one cares about Ottawa. Ottawa Senators fans don't even care about the Ottawa Senators. Ottawa Senators like, oh, yeah, Red Wings, that's our rival. No, your rival is Toronto because uh, I've been in Toronto when the Sens played the Leafs and in a preseason game, and that got ugly. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. For, for one, you, you have to actually meet up in a playoff series at some point to really get a rivalry going. Exactly. And that's not going to happen. Nope. I don't think Ottawa's even making the playoffs, so no, that's not going to be a thing. Mort Sider becomes the highest-paid Red Wing next summer. Uh, if he follows through getting that Vezina trophy that I've got him pegged to do, yes. I mean, so I, I'm i buying it, asterisk, if he wins the Vezina trophy. I buy if he wins the Vesna Trophy? Um, Vesna. Yeah, he, he actually switches to goaltender. <laughs> the Norris Trophy? <laughs> Norris, Norris Trophy, thank you. I got to be honest with you. I think it'll happen, and I think that'll look like a bargain of a deal in the next couple years. You don't want to play against him? No, you don't. He He's, he's going to make you pay if, if, if you don't, well, pay. Yep. Yep, I think I'm absolutely buying that one. There's your Red Wings pick. Season starts Thursday. It is happy hour at Solid State Radio. There's Eels at your local alternative, Solid State Radio. What's going on? It is happy hour. He's Adam Harahuck. I'm Sean Cantwell. And I guess we might as well let Drew talk or something because I feel like, well, it's the first day of NHL season. And of course, it was going to be all hockey for the first like three hours of the show. Yeah, it's like opening a football. I wasn't jealous at all. And I was late to the party. I thought that was my punishment. I I, I sent a message. I said, sorry, guys, I'm going to be late. Yeah. And I almost texted like a meme of uh, Trump saying you're fired or something like that. Because usually when you're in studio, you're the first one here. Yeah. it's Usually it's, he's here before I am. Yeah. And it's always <laughs> it's been that way. I try to get there and make coffee. You're one to talk. <laughs> I came in one day at like 6 a.m. and Drew was here just peeking in the window. Like yeah. Like, I'm like, Jim, can I use your key? I don't have a key yet. Yeah. I want a vacuum. You want to get some breakfast? <laughs> no, I did have a story to tell, though. I mean, we got a lot of stuff we want to talk about, but I, I want to get this out in the air because I hope this makes the apology list on Friday. Uh, we want to apologize to St. Pauli Street. Uh, <laughs> no, St. Pauli Street doesn't get apologies ever. So Adam's band played the first time in 10 years. And I still had to come through. Wait, we, it was a station event. It was a Sessions concert series. So Salas Day Radio banner um, behind us. Has yeah, I noticed you remembered the banner for your own event. You yeah. just forgot it for the one I was involved in and made Sean run to get it. <laughs> <laughs> but, maybe run to get that. Maybe run to get a second computer. Yeah. But you uh, know. anyway, I walk in. Everybody hugs me. Everybody's parents, people I haven't seen in, you know, five, ten years. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're like. You know, we want you to announce us. I said, me? A member of the stat. The, I can't announce my own band. I mean, I mean you could have. I could have, but. Yeah, you almost had to. <laughs> so I get up there. I don't even know what to say. And they're like, well, you're ready. And Kevin's like, well, we got two minutes. I'm like, maybe I can talk that long. I don't know. Well, I, I use these microphones. And they don't go, wee, 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 when you get close to them. Yeah. Thank God they don't. That'd Adam's microphone does that. <laughs> I don't know why. Apparently you're supposed to stand back or something. So I stood back. And I did my thing. Who's ready for live music? Blah, blah, blah. 
Solid State Radio Sessions Concert Series. We got St. Pauli Street. We got Cougar Ram. We got Cash O'Reilly and the Five and Dime Points. Man, I'm just going right along. And I'm not exactly sure what happened at that point. <laughs> but I just drew a blank. And I'm like, they're going to kill it, crush it. I, I don't even know. And then I walked off stage. I'm like, everybody's like, say the band name. Say the band name. I'm like, I did. <laughs> like in the microphone, I'm saying this in front of the audience, and yeah. in the drum, like even the drummer, all four members, are like say the name. I'm like, I did. They're like, no, you didn't. And I'm like, this is St. Pauli Street. <laughs> <laughs> it was so yeah. embarrassing. Yeah, Drew was actually on a Kiss album. Uh, you wanted the best. You got the best here. Uh, th- uh, these guys, wow, makeup, huh? All right, come on up. <laughs> <laughs> So, apologies going up to St. Pauli Street. Uh, first time you play in 10 years, and I dwarfed your whole announcement. I left the building in shame. Like, I walked right out the side door. I couldn't As even well walk in front of the well, you should have. No, you were fine. We yeah. were fine. And it was a great time. For shame, uh, sir. Shame. Shame uh, him! St. Pauli, we did, we uh, we had a great time. The crowd was loud. The uh, the staff was overwhelmed a little bit. Yes, they were. Well, standing room only. Yeah. They were, both parking lots on the businesses on both sides were full. Yep. Uh, they were telling people... Uh, there is, there is a couple staff. Ah, this is more of an off-the-air kind of stuff. But I would, uh, K- uh, Cougaran did a great job. Cash O'Reilly, of course, killed it. It was it was, it was was a lot of fun. We're already talking about doing another Sessions concert series over at the Hitchin' Post here very soon. Yeah, well, I, I will tell you that I couldn't even walk up into the upper level because everyone had their phones out recording you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's so. a lot of footage out there. I, I haven't really sat back and watched any of them because I just... I, it's always cringeworthy watching <laughs> right. our own stuff. Like I, I rarely ever go back and listen to old session shows or anything like that. Really? I listen to my show. Every I week. don't. I don't either. <laughs> I guess I. I don't really want to hear me talk. Yeah. <laughs> Bad enough. It. I have to hear me talk while I'm doing it. You think I want to go back and listen to that? Oh God. Well, shall we uh, try yeah. some of your Kentucky finds here, Sean? Sure. Yeah. Sure. We'll do that next. Here's the food. Solid State Radio. Puddle of Mud at your local alternative Solid State Radio, not coming to a concert lounge near you anytime soon. That's right. <laughs> now banned from the machine shop. That made national news when Kevin uh, Zink w- put it on there. He's like, uh, yeah, we're, can- we're canceling them and we're never booking them again. That's that's pretty impressive. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine him typing it, that big old stogie hanging out of his mouth. <laughs> well, yeah. And rightfully so. I mean, that... No, nothing but problems with that Wes, uh, Wes, uh, Scan- Wes Scanlon, yeah. Scanlon guy. Yeah, it, it, it always is something with him. So we have brought in booze. As as has been mentioned on this show, we went to, um, I, I made a trip to Indiana over the weekend. I've basically taken up a second career as a bootlegger. So um, <laughs> Eastbound and down. <laughs> that, that is, that, now legitimately, whenever we go out of town, that is always the first song that gets played because it's not a successful trip if we don't play Eastbound and down. Like, Rachel will attest to this. So, I brought Jim back a bunch of, uh, Drew back a bunch of stuff. I brought you a couple things of a uh, very old Barton, a bourbon that we rather love around here. Yes. I've, and I've got, like, 20 more bottles at home just in case you run out. Um, <laughs> and some of that Yingling Hershey chocolate porter that I was drinking on the air yesterday. But... I also wanted to do kind of a little bit of a white trash bourbon tour. We've already done white trash beer tours like <laughs> up and over, and we, I think we've drank every white trash beer that exists. Yep. So now we're on to bourbon, and yep. I snagged a couple bottles that uh, of, of questionable uh, deliciousness, but I think we might we may have a winner. I think with this first one, I haven't tried it yet. It's made by the same distillery that makes Very Old Barton, and I believe they are a. Uh, 
not either Heaven Hill. No, they're SAS. Buffalo Trace is the same company that owns Buffalo Trace. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yep. And that makes the very old Barton that we all rather I'm love. I'm trying to read, uh, read the. Uh, the label, but Kentucky, you guys are Kentucky Gentleman, Gentleman. Kentucky Gentleman is the name of this one. <laughs> That's right, little yeah. soul. <laughs> it was like I think five bucks for that for that pint. Five bucks. Well, of course, that's Indiana money. So you know, yeah, it's, hard, it's hardly real money. Yeah, it, exactly. So let let's see if this was any good, boys. All right. Cheers. Well, cheers. Oh, very interesting. Oh, you already tasted it. Yeah, we all did. We all just did while you're talking. Oh, good. Someone uh, needed to. That See, I don't young. know because I've been drinking this uh, spike lemonade. So I have drank nothing, and that is a very, very young whiskey. Yeah, very young. It's almost just straight up water. Uh, I you could say it's smooth. Is that is that a full eighty proof? I believe it's a yeah, it is proof. It's, it's eighty. It's like, and the top does not work. I'm gonna at say all. sweet, but that like again, I've been drinking uh, lemonade. Good luck with so that. Long. Don't don't take that in your car. Oh oh boy, it That's... literally leaks right out the top. Oh, that's fun. Well, probably because you didn't put the cap back on it, right? You put the cap on it. You put the cap on it. No, he didn't. I poured it. uh, (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Way to go, Drew. Also, (laughs) I I got so it shouldn't leak. Well, your your mileage may vary. Kentucky gentlemen, not too bad. It's young, young, but it's not... I'm not mad at it. For for 80 proof, if it's, like Jim said, it's simple... Uh, it's actually arguably smoother than Old Crow, which I drink pretty regularly. It's honestly probably a decent mix in whiskey. Yeah. There's a, it's a not, nutty there's a nutty taste to it that I like out of like uh say like Gentleman Jack. Right. Like there it, it it doesn't have like a like a just awful aftertaste to it or anything by any means. Like it's a it's to me, it just doesn't have much taste. If you guys want a taller pour, let That's me fair. know. I am going very, very modest because I, I, obviously we got like yeah. 20 of them to try or whatever. Yeah, give me a little bit more. Enough to taste it. And so the next one that we're Not doing... A, uh, a Sarnia pour over and here. And this, we li- I literally bought it because that pint was $3.99. $3.99, oh boy. And it's uh, McCormick's. Let me... Well, okay, great, take pictures. I wanted to actually talk about the whiskey on the radio show that we're currently doing, Drew. But okay, we'll do that. <laughs> McCormick's Special Reserve. This is made, apparently just selected and bottled by McCormick Distilling in Western, uh, Weston, Missouri. I've never heard of the distillery. I don't know who actually owns or makes this whiskey, I'll be honest with you. Hmm. Like even having read that information, I, I'm not familiar with the brewer, with the distillery. I they, they seem to make a bunch of different like spirits of like They make really good spices. I don't think it's the same people. I'm guessing. <laughs> oh I could be wrong. <laughs> oh. Jim already <laughs> hates it. The, no, I don't hate it. It's very similar to the Kentucky Yes. And it doesn't have a lot going on. It's very, again, very cool. simple, mild. <laughs> oh, Whoa. Drew's getting the shakes from this stuff. <laughs> Exercise a demon out of Drew. Yeah. <laughs> Did you not have the same thing I just had? No. Drink it all. Well, you don't shoot it. I do. Drew does. Drew Drew is not of uh of the Whoa. of the we don't do uh shots Whoa. class. Oh wow. <laughs> this man looks like he is gonna die right here on the air. I don't mind it. I, no I, I... water. Yeah, no, we, we picked a bad day to not have water in studio. Okay, Adam, sorry. That's fine. Bull. Uh chasing it with that with that nasty Y2 Coke. Yeah, whatever <laughs> whatever I you know, I'm not gonna it's not one I'm gonna recommend ever. <laughs> I would drink Ralph and Rodney over this. Wow. Ralph and Rodney, is that what we call it now? R&R, yeah. 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 I think I like Kentucky Gentleman a little bit better, but I don't hate this McCormick. Oh, really? 
I hate it. <laughs> I, I can tell you. Yeah, see, Sean got the same thing I did. So it's almost, not Fleischmann's bad, but it's still not good. Yeah, it's almost got a rye flavor to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a rye. It's a real hot rye. Almost. It is a very hot. Yeah, like you, you definitely get like some some burn going down. Yeah, yeah. Like that's. Do you need to sample more, Jim? Just to. McCormick stands for yeah, pepper. Maybe I had some of the... Maybe I a, little, a little bit of the gentleman yeah, still I mean, left? Give me an eyedropper full of that because it's like... Yeah, apparently you guys aren't getting the same thing that Sean and I got. Well, Adam also kind of had a little bit of a... I dra- I've been drinking this lemonade to cleanse my palate, which I think is stupid now because, in hindsight, because it's oh, yeah. I'm just getting the sweet. Yeah, yeah you should, the lemonade is yeah not the best choice, but we should have... Water, right. Yeah, this is all. I, I personally blame Adam for not having that in studio. <laughs> it's all his fault. I'm I'm starting to taste the Fleischmann's. Uh, no, okay, yeah, I'm definitely tasting the Fleischmann's. Uh, yeah, this is not as good as I originally thought. No, it's okay, it, good. I feel better about my choices. Then I was starting to second guess. I thought maybe I had the COVID or something. It, it does have. So when are you getting Keith Jennings in here to make him drink this? Uh, March. Uh, March. That's a March. November. To, for the Whaley's. He's yeah, for the Whaley Jam. Yeah, he's going to be coming in for that. Yeah, make him try that. He'll probably think, this is the best this whiskey awesome. ever. Yeah, this is great. It's not this Fleischmann's is... good, but, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's not as good as Fleischmann's, but it'll do. <laughs> Glad we got it dialed down to a four-month span. Sometime between November and March. <laughs> November 27th, I think, something like that. He's going to be in studio, yeah. That seems fairly on brand. So do we want to stick with bourbon, or do we... I have a couple Irish whiskeys over here. I, let's switch it up. Yeah, I'm okay with going to the Irish because I know this JTS Brown so is, do I. It's we've, hot and heavy. Yeah, we've, we've really? had it. Okay. Did, did we have it in studio before, or was that... That was a you and I thing, Adam. Because I brought that back from Indiana before. Yeah. Uh, it's It looks familiar. Yeah. Like you, uh, ha- I guarantee you had JTS it. Brown. That that's another Kentucky bourbon. We were talking. Yeah, about. I've brought this back from Kentucky when when okay. I went. Mike told me he said this is a affordable bottle. I guess I should talk into the mic, but he said it's an affordable bottle and it's actually pretty good. Um, and I brought them back both to my brother Joe and we did a couple shots and he said yeah. he preferred the other one that I brought versus this one. So okay, you know, so I figured we'd try this one here. I mean, I'll probably still take it with me, but. You know, Jim, you haven't had this, have you? I don't think I've tried it. Yeah. While he's pouring that, did you guys... Uh, uh, yeah, hear... so if you... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to switch off topic for a second while you're pouring some of that. Well, I was going to... Uh, the Kilburn whiskey, have you had this? It's an Irish whiskey? I have. Oh, you have? Yes. I have not. I haven't either. So I had a bottle I... at the house for a while. You did? Really? I, I don't... wave at your house every morning, by the way. You guys get up early. Yeah, usually about 5 a.m. Yeah, that's... We're strolling through at, like, 6.05. Who's we? Uh, my brother and I. We oh. hunt. We hunt out by your house, and we drive you know, by and we say hi, Jim's house. And the dogs uh, try to eat you because they've been known to do that. No, it's just big they, they do that. Lights on. So cheers, everybody. Yep. Here's the this Irish Kilbreth. Kilbrin. Oh, Kilbrin, not Kilbreth. <laughs> there, there is a, a difference between the two. That's my cousins. Kilbreth. Ah. Ooh. I like that. Bushmills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Protestant yeah. stuff. I like that a you lot. You said it. I wasn't I was gonna leave it out. It does have a very st- similar profile to Bushmills, Bush doesn't Mills. it? Yeah. Well, my my critique, my criticism with Irish whiskey is it after drinking bourbon for so long it it tastes empty. It's this like does this doesn't taste empty. No. This this is got, this is a nice full flavored whiskey. Yep. Yeah, there's a little bit of body to that. That I wouldn't turn that down. 
Nor would I. I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. I I thought about buying the whole bottle, the, you know, larger bottle of, but you know, fundage being what it was, and I wanted to get as much <laughs> stuff for us <laughs> Pretty much, <laughs> but I wanted to get as much stuff as possible on the way back. So different things for us to try. And I found that little uh, airplane bottle of that and something called Two Stacks Irish Whiskey. So whiskey in a can. Dram in a can. That's more than a dram. That's what it says on the can. It's a really thick can. (laughs) Right? So it's a superior blend of grain, malt, and pot still whiskey offering robust toasted wood, vanilla, and fruit flavors. The perfect dram in a can. Slancha. And I'm not seeing, okay, canned by Two Stacks Whiskey in Minnetonka, Minnesota, but distilled and matured in Ireland. Okay. So it says 40% dark grain aged in virgin oak cast, 40% light grain aged in bourbon cast, uh, 5% or 8% pot still in Oloroso sherry buds, 10% double malt aged in bourbon, and 2% peated malt aged in bourbon. So they give you all the... All the details except where what distillery actually you know made the stuff. <laughs> so you guys are bourbon knowledgeed guys, uh, eh, knowledge dish. One of the two, I, I I think it's Jack Daniels uses Jameson barrels, or is it Jameson uses Jack Daniels barrels? Uh, that Jameson uses Jack Daniel barrels to age. Say uh, okay, because Jameson is an Irish whiskey. Yeah, going for uh, they can't call it bourbon in uh, Jack Daniel for Jack Daniels, but you, we get the idea. I think Jameson ages it in a young barrel or something, and then they sell it to Jack Daniels, and then they char the barrel and make their. Oh. This is a very clear liquid, as opposed to being like the normal. Well, it's Irish brown. whiskey. Yeah, it is, and it's an interesting blend. Like it. Oh, th- this is that's more- got a hard nose to it. <laughs> oh my. Oh, All right. Kind of like a scotch I, I, nose, really. Well, cheers, fellas. Uh, right, here's to the Irish whiskey in a can. This should be interesting, to say the least of it. Oh, that is a scotch. There's just Jim? enough of that peated malt in there that really... I like it. It does have some similar characteristics. You know what? It tastes like that Abelure. It tastes like that fruity scotch that I like. I, I like that, actually. Okay. I don't mind it. Yeah. It was it was off-putting at first, but uh, as it, the, the flavor dissipates... I, I'm not I'm 100% kinda, I'm, I call it Irish whiskey, but... it's I, it's not That's not an Irish whiskey. That is... The, 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 dry, the, yeah. It is, and the, and the peatiness comes through very strong, especially on the uh, on the back end of that. Where'd the can go? Uh, trash it. Because that is one photo I need, because I... Oh, sorry. The little bottle I don't really care about, but that one I want, because... That'll be something. Yeah, I mean, all in all, not not bad. It's, it, it's not yeah. what I was expecting. Which one? The two stacks? Yeah. The, yeah, the, the, no, the, the Kilburn was just good all the way around. I'd give that a, a solid, you yeah, know. That's what I said. It, that tastes, I'm not a Bushmills drinker, but that's what it reminded me of. He's not a Bushmills drinker because... Here we go again. Anyway, so yeah, uh, that's that's whiskey. Yeah, well, we have, are we, we going to open up the JTS, JTS Brown? They've already had it. I mean, I don't care. I'm Let's not... open it up. All right. Hey, might as well. Well, well, we'll we'll try some of that during the break. It is happy hour at Solid State Radio. It's 
happy hour at South State Radio as we get set to get the hell out of Dodge here on a Tuesday afternoon. Don't go anywhere, though. A full hour of local original music comes your way next on a show we like to call Solid State Sessions. And, of course, a two for Tuesday, so uh, two songs from some of your favorite Michigan artists. All being well, we'll talk to you right back here tomorrow afternoon at 3. See ya!